to infinity and beyond! Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Coming to you from Laughing Place Studios. Welcome, Disney adventurers and fans, to your All Things Disney podcast. Making your Disney experience more magical. You're listening to Disney with Daddy and Daughter. Hi, I'm Terry. And I'm Tana. He's my dad. And she's my daughter. Welcome to the show, folks. It is Friday, January 5th, 2018. Can you believe that? We're here. Episode number 58, Disney with Daddy and Daughter. I spent New Year's with you. Yeah, we were partying like rock stars. We looked on good. New Year's. We were partying. We, uh, we had some we, good times. As Tana has uh, kind of let in before, we have an entertainment business. That's that sounds kind of like weird, but <laughs> I'm we a DJ. Do. Tana runs our photo booth. Let's just yeah. put it that way. And uh, we actually living. did a wedding on uh, New Year's Eve. That was the first wedding that I've ever done New Year's Eve, and it was a blast. We had such a great time. So cool. It was so cool of the bride and groom to you know buy us dinner and have us play music while yeah. we wanted. It was cool. I loved it. Yeah, we it. pretty much got paid to eat food and party was, and like was, good food it was the perfect party and it was the perfect party the only problem I wore, I wore was something sparkly of course i had like this I rose was, uh, gold sparkly thing on yeah i did the black and white thing but uh the only uh real bad part was it was about an hour and a half's drive away from home i didn't get home till like three in the morning it was a late late night do you know what time i went to bed did you even go to bed? I did at like 6.30 in the morning. Oh, no, I was gone. As soon as we got home, 3 o'clock in the morning, I was done. See I was, ya, goodbye. I was so afraid to wake my roommate. You know, my best friend, I live with my yeah. best friend. And uh, the next morning I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't wake you. She goes, we were awake too. <laughs> the whole time. She right? goes, we had just went to bed, but we weren't asleep yet. So um, so there you go. Anyway, happy New one. Year's to everybody. Happy we're New in Year. the 2018, our first episode for 2018. Looking forward to another full year of Disney with Daddy and Daughter. Of course, if you'd like to find us on our Facebook page, Disney with Daddy and Daughter is where you want to search. And if you'd like to email us, Disney with Daddy and Daughter at gmail.com. Do that. My daughter, Tana, how are you? I'm unbelievable because I've got a set of Dole Whip ears oh look at you merry christmas to Dole you whip ears. look at you where's my mickey bar ears i know they make them i just don't have any i wouldn't wear i'm ears cooler anyway. than you yeah okay whatever i'm cool those are uh i would have to admit those are pretty cool where did you get those where did you find um, those I got those are these. homemade aren't they uh yes i got these from our special guest today because <gasps> should we not keep it a secret only, who our special guest not, is yeah well we'll introduce her in a it second it might be um Zac Efron. It might be... Well, oh, okay, it's probably it, not going to be Zac Efron. It, it might be... It could um, be... Uh, the Mouse himself. Uh, yeah. It's not Mickey Mouse. Could be Taylor Swift. Could be Tay-Tay, but um, I doubt that too. Yeah, so um, our special guest is going to come on and tell us uh, about ears because I will want them to give us an update on all things uh, available in their ear shop because I tell you what, these are the coolest things ever. Like, no one is going to have ears as cool as these, like, ever. Sorry, everyone who's listening, your ears are going to cool. They're kind of cool, man. I like them, but they're not as cool as this. So, um, so you, you so need yeah. to explain what you're wearing. You've so got, what, uh, am I, what, I, what I am you've wearing. you got, like, some pineapple things going you, on there. What are you wearing today? Well, I'm wearing uh, Dole Whip ears. Dole Whip ears. Dole Dollar beers. So yeah, the ears yeah. are made. I like the middle of this like blue greenish color background with little pineapples. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got pineapples, and then I have a cute yellow bow, and then I have an actual plastic cutout 
Uh, it looks like a Dole Whip. It's even got the little uh, curl on the top there, right? They'll explain how it's created if, if they would like to share their secret. Um, but it is literally a Dole Whip right in the middle of the bow. Unbelievable. With a little Mickey That's head. That's amazing. With a little Mickey head on the little bowl. Hey, guess what? That's so, not even our topic for the show. No, it's not even the topic for the show. <laughs> our topic is... Our topic is Pin Trading 101. We have brought in a special guest that knows everything about pin trading. And so we're going to basically pick her brain on the do's, don'ts, and all that good stuff. I'm super I, excited. I really know nothing, we know nothing about pin trading. No. I mean, I know that they've been around for quite some time now. The guy who thought of it, genius, I might add, because um, it has turned into a billion-dollar industry, I'm assuming, with Disney. But yeah. um, I really know nothing about it other than I think there's a little etiquette in trading, and I think you're supposed to trade with cast. I, I don't know the whole deal. So we're going to ask our special guest when our topic comes up, that topic, Pin Trading 101. But pin first, trading got a Disney hack. I want to hear it. Would you like my, my Disney hack? No, first, actually, actually I'm going to oh, say yeah, one thing. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to join in on the fun, um, you can go check this beautiful out our Friday Disney morning. with Daddy and Daughter Facebook page and watch our uh, Facebook Live. And you will be able to see some of the pins that we are going to talk about today. Because just like people who do uh, YouTube videos, we're going to put our hand behind it and then we're going to put it in, in front of the camera and go, ooh, so you can see them. So, <laughs> what are we do you do? know what I'm talking about? Come on, millennials, where are you at? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You put your hand behind it like this, and then you put the pin, and you kind of wave your hand a little I'm bit. I'm lost again, but what's new? <laughs> Come on. It's, 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 it's kind of like it's finding a, a hidden Mickey. It's a vlogger thing. Hey, um, um, so I, should, uh, I should also throw in, uh, we have a new uh, um, uh, well, I guess not topic, but we have a new um, segment. Segment. Yeah, we're, into we're doing, our show. doing something a little new. Yeah, so we'll, we'll tell you about that when Super we get to it. Super excited about it. Um, it's a surprise. So surprise for 2018. When we get to it, you will know it. We have to stay fresh. We have to cutting stay fresh edge. and relevant. Okay, well, speaking of relevant, I try. let's hear a Disney hack. Disney hack. Um, this comes again because, um, you know, I've got this plan going. I got a three-week vacation coming up uh, in January. And we're, we're heading, to Flor- heading to Florida. And uh, taking a cruise for one of the weeks, but um, I've been just kind of getting refreshed on some of the things that you need to do before you head out to Florida. And my number one advice I always give to first comers or first timers that always go over to Disney World, stay on Disney property. I can't emphasize that enough. Take advantage of the the uh, Magical Express. Take advantage of the transportation that Disney offers. It's all free. There is so much that you can do on Disney property in the forms of parks, water parks. You got you got plenty of things to do. Don't even worry about venturing out to Universal or anything. First trip. I'm saying first trip. Now, right. if you're third, second, or you know, two, three, four down the road, you and can you know venture the ways out and do of the thing. world but, a little bit. But yeah. yeah, just take advantage. And there are three different levels of stay at the Disney properties. There is the value, the moderate, and the deluxe. The deluxe, obviously, the big big box ones. But um, within your price range, value, you can usually get hotel rooms at you know a little over $100. That's not bad. It's not bad. On the values at certain times of the year. Um I, I I can't emphasize enough. Yeah. Stay on Disney property for your first trip and just just make it consume easy. Consume yourself with everything that goes on Disney. Take advantage of the travel and it will make your vacation so much more smoother while you're there the first time. I completely agree. That's a good hack. That's the hack. That's the main hack. Yep. Uh, some good news, perhaps? Yeah, let's hear some good news. All right. So um, did you hear this? You can now combine the best of land... And what you love 
the sea. Yes. Um, so you can do this with Adventures by Disney, which basically takes you on adventures <laughs> outside of the park and outside of the cruise ship. So basically, they are now combining land and sea um, with New York City. They're doing something in the Big Apple. So um, Disney Cruise Line guests sailing from the Manhattan Cruise Terminal uh, can basically enhance their vacation with a pre-cruise adventure by Disney. Um, and they're going to be offering basically privileged access to historical landmarks, other cultural treasures, and they say even more than that. So the three-night, four-night adventures by Disney New York City Vacation um, is either booked in conjunction with a Disney Cruise Line vacation or simply as a standalone. You can do either one. And uh, it's available, it looks like now, for add-ons uh, to select uh, Disney Magic Cruise departures. And they're in October and November of this year. So if that's something you're super into, I know you've talked about really wanting to cruise from or to uh, kind of like the areas around the New York departure right I got, I got two booked up this year but i re, or last year but you didn't i guess do, we can say last year right now right yeah, I because guess it's uh, 2018 but um, you didn't do new york and i remember yeah, you have, were into uh, it for a minute you were thinking about it absolutely they had some cruises um that i think the the well there was some that were going up to canada and then there was also coming out of new york they were going down to castaway key and florida only for a day trip to uh, disney world huh. but um that's a like a trip in itself going to New York. And I've never been to New York. And I, I it's like, it's bucket list thing. See, it's that's, like, I want to go. That's I, I seriously want to go. That's why I think this would be cool. Because if you do go to New York to do, you know, port from a cruise there or whatever, yeah. um, you're not going to get the New York City experience. Um, but the New York City experience can now take place. You could walk around the city and and do so are you saying they have like tour guides that go with you is yeah, that, that's, what it that's looks the like. deal so yeah so basically so yeah adventures the, by so Disney. this okay. says privileged access to historical landmarks that's we're talking about cool, the big actually. apple cultural treasures and you know we've talked about how tripping with disney on the cruise line and in the parks is such a high value experience I think the, so. The yeah. level of safety and care and magic yep. that they put into everything. I mean, you talk about these cast members going above and beyond awesome every single time. It's, it's what makes it what it is. Um, I, you know, sometimes I think, is it is it a little too risky sometimes to take them out of the bubble of the cruise ship or the park? I, I, I wonder about that. I've never done one of these adventures. But I tell you what, if I did go to New York... And I didn't know what to do. And I felt like I was up to my own to, to get work my way around and figure out stuff. And I knew there was an adventure by Disney that it was available to me. I might just go do it Disney style. And, you know, you know they're going to do it right. I, I do. And I, I think that, you know, with them paying attention to the landmarks and cult, you know, cultural treasures or whatever they're considering those to be, I know that it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, very city oriented and I'll get the New York feel. That's what I think. You know what that reminds That's me of? It's a great is, idea. Uh, you know that feeling you get, um, you go on a cruise and you're getting stopped at all these different countries and you know, different cultures and things going on. And there's a little bit of uncertainty when you get off the boat and you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but then when you get back into under the Disney bubble, I call it, you know, you yeah. get back to the cruise ship, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that, 
That's exactly what I would yeah. think that it would feel like doing any kind of adventures by Disney. I've never done any of those, but I, uh, I've never. That strong- would be a great one to do. I would love to do that. That yeah, sounds I've, fantastic. I've never really strongly, you know, considered it because there hasn't been something I was like jumping on wanting to do. But I mean, New York. Heck yeah, I'm in. I, I'm in. I, I'm definitely in. I'm, I'm going to try to do a I'm New free- York cruise this year for sure. I, I know that they usually occur October, November. Yeah, I was going to um, say because these ones you can add on to Magic. Uh, Disney Magic uh, cruises October. November. Yeah, that's, that's normally so, when they are. So, so um, yeah. So they're staying with the same schedule, but uh-huh. uh, offering a little bit more offering on the uh, probably the front side or of the back. Three side. night, four day adventure. That's awesome. Yep. I would love to do that. I'm going to look into that. Definitely look into it. Good. That's, that's great. Good. And the last good bit of good news, um, as you know, excitement is building for this uh, spring's release of A Wrinkle in Time. I'm super excited for this. Um, so it says very soon guests, uh, visiting Disney parks will be able to preview scenes from the new film and a sneak peek, uh, kind of, uh, presentation planned for both Disneyland and Disney world resorts. So Disney California, California adventure park, uh, the preview of wrinkle in time is going to be presented in 3d, um, with special in theater effects at the sunset showcase theater while guests at Disney's Hollywood studios are going to get to see the advanced look and clips of the film as part of the Walt Disney presents attraction. So, um, what's the, what's the wrinkle in time about? What is that one? Oh, what's God, the uh, premise on remember? that one? Uh, no, I don't remember. Okay. Anything. It's a, it's a book and then Disney has redone the story and, um, I did not read the book. I own it, but I haven't read it because <laughs> I've always wanted to read it. Get I just, on that, I, just I know. Um, so basically, a father who is a scientist somehow gets caught up in a uh, time travel fiasco. Um, and it's not just time. There is also other worlds and like dimensions. Kind of, oh, kind boy. Of got a little There's bit of a the draw time travel sci-fi adventure. And then a, a young woman, his daughter, is um, basically charged by these uh guides from another place to help the world kind of come back together and find her father so um it's a it's a kid movie it's an Sounds adventure confusing. adventure movie time travel always is um true but uh it's got reese witherspoon oprah and the um, flex capacitor a flex capacitor no the wrong movie oh, sorry. um but no it's 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 getting a lot of uh attention as it should they're gonna do it right and it's it looks very cinematic really beautiful obviously a love story between a father and a daughter oh so tana's going um, so yeah so i'm going and i'm super excited about that so i i would totally if i was at disney california adventure park i would totally shoot over there and watch the 3d with in theater effects, whatever that is, I'm very curious. Um, at the sunset show, Sound, showcase, they throw popcorn theater, at they you, throw popcorn at yeah. you, sprinkle you stuff. in the water, yeah. Um, uh, it's you know, actually drop soda. you into a time portal. It's like it's you know, it's really exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's okay. going on there. I'll go. What the heck? Okay, why I'll try not? It. Sure. So, uh, all of that is real good news. To good me. news. I like Do you want to see news. the movie when it comes out? Do you What's it about interest? again? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, you like popcorn? Uh, just come with me and eat popcorn. Don't worry I, about the rest. Uh, yeah, okay, just, just recline. The, the theater by our house has reclined. I'm looking for. Isn't uh, isn't Infinity Wars coming out this year? Isn't that uh, 2018? Uh, is the calendar marking uh, for that one? I, I, that's the one I can't wait. For. I didn't have a I specific article a about that, but you know they I'm, had uh, the, the w- previews I, coming out with all the uh, 
Star Wars movies. I was not a big Marvel out. fan, but uh, over these last few that I've seen, you know, the second Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, the latest I know. Thor, and I, yeah, the Guardians, the Guardians in are in Infinity War. You kinda, saw that, right? Kind of wonder why they bought that, them, huh? That's not yeah. a spoiler. It's in the preview. No, yeah, they're right at the end of the of the uh, preview. Because right? who are yeah. you guys? <laughs> And they're just standing there. Baby like, Groot's like smiling. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, good so, news. Yeah. That's good news. How let's, about our, uh, let's go into our uh, topic. Sounds good. Let's do it. Pin Trading 101. In the Laughing Place studios today, we have Stephanie Brick from the World of Ears, but we're not actually going to talk about ears yet. Stephanie is a designer of customized. I'm saying we're not going to talk about ears, but I jump right now in and start talking about, about ears. ears. We're not going to talk about pins. That's a, uh, but we're going to uh, talk about gonna, ears. Yeah, for like okay. Five let's, talk about, let's talk about her ears just for a minute. Because we got it. Oh, she has nice ears. Let's, let's oh, wait, I can't even see her, her ears. First. She's got headsets on. Stephanie, <laughs> we're super glad you're here. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> she brought pins and ears and all sorts of good gifts. So Stephanie, first off, is um, one of our followers for our Facebook uh, page as well as our podcast. One of nine. One of nine. <laughs> She's one of the nine. Her husband is uh, two of the nine. And um, she has a company that's on Facebook. We'll plug that real quick. It's World of Ears. If you'd like some of those customized ears that uh, she has on her Facebook page, you can get a hold of her. She makes some fabulous ears. We've seen uh, a handful of them now because she keeps giving us ears. It's fantastic. Not me. She hasn't given me any ears. I don't want any ears. It's okay. I, you I, don't I, get I won't any wear ears. ears. But um, not only does she do that, she's also a pin trading aficionado. And so we thought we would bring her in and talk about pin trading because we know nothing about pin trading. I kid you not. Zero. I mean, zero. So first off, what about the ears? Do you want, did you want to say something about the ears, Tan? About, uh... Um... Yeah, what uh, what are your favorite kind of ears that you make that you or, or favorite and or ones that you get a lot of requests for that you seem to generate and kind of have as a large offering? Mickey bar ears. Um, I would say majority of the ears are pretty custom. I feel like when someone is wanting ears and um, you know, not wanting to go through the park, it's because they're wanting custom ears that when they're walking around the park, it's not something that you see like every other person with. So uh, the custom ones are probably my favorite. Uh, I've made quite a few. I had some requests for like the rose gold ears because those had sold out of the park. And to be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the ones <laughs> at the park um, with love. But uh, so I made my own uh, like spin on them. Uh, I did like holiday ears. I've done Dole Whip ears now because obviously those are really popular yes and she just gave <laughs> diane my wife a nice pair of chewbacca ears which are fantastic so uh if you want to check out any of her ears again world of ears you can find them on facebook you'll see all kinds of pictures on her facebook page there uh, but let's talk about pin trading because that's what we have you in for today how did you get started with pin trading Good question. I've been going to Disney for quite a while. Ever since I was a kid, I used to go to Disney World like every summer with my dad and grandparents. And then uh, once I graduated high school, we used to go every summer um, with my husband and his family. Uh, and we went one year, uh, it was like October 2012. We went with a couple of our friends and um, they really got us into pin trading uh, and created monsters. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's like, you know, with me, with my Disney dollars, when I started collecting them for the first, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven years, it was no big deal. But then 
as I started getting this little bit of a collection or library together, it was like, it was, it was like, I got to get another one. Where's, yeah, where's the next, was like, let, let, where's gotta, my next dollar fix? I got to get, get over get there one. and get the yeah. dollars. Like, don't forget, I got to go get my dollars. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, just your own impression, what do you think the draw is to pin trading? Why is it so popular? Why has it taken off? Do you even know when it started? I, I don't know. I don't know per se, but I know I would guess it was somewhere in the 1990s, late 90s, I would say, somewhere around there, probably. So it Does that it, sound right? Yeah, or just like when you got started and whether you felt that you got in the game really early or did you still make a good run of it getting in, you know, semi-recently? I feel like I've done pretty good getting in recently. Uh, we were annual pass holders, and when you go all the time like that, you really start accumulating. So when we started... Well, we didn't have very many pins, but we've definitely grown our, our <laughs> collection since then. It's very scary, actually. Um, but it's really addicting. It's magical. Oh, the magical <laughs> word. It certainly is. Talking to Tana. Is there, is there, so this is something that I brought up a little bit earlier. Is there pin trading etiquette? What is What is the etiquette of trading a pin? So you're in the park and you see somebody, you're kind of like eyeballing. They've got their lanyard on and... You know, is it is it like a wink, wink? Or are you supposed to do like a special sign with your hand? Or what's the deal? What's the etiquette for trading a pin? Uh, I've definitely been caught like creeper staring at people. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually the best thing to do is just, you know, say, oh, can I see your pins? And a lot of people are always really excited to kind of show it off. Um, I think that's definitely one of the appeals to it. Uh, because there's a lot of things that you can collect at Disney. You can collect ears. There's the Alex and Annie bracelets. There's the Dooney and Burke bags. Um, Disney dollars. Mom. That's mom. She's yeah. the Dooney and Burke bags. But with, with all of these collectibles, with the exception of Alex and Annie, there's so many things that... Um, you can like you can just wear your pins and represent them. Whereas like if you've got a duty and Burke bag, you really only wear one at a time, you know. But these you can kind of show off while in the park. I mean, I've seen people walk around with a vest like just decked out. I've seen that too, yeah. uh, and it's got to be heavy. Yeah, I've seen a guy in a full length vest, and uh, it was in Florida, like in in ninety five degree weather, humidity, and uh, it's like that thing's got to weigh fifty pounds. It I was a, it's a lot of weight. It's a <laughs> yeah. lot of weight. So that is true. I never really thought that, you know, you can kind of wear your collection. Is there a certain collection wears that you like are your go-to pins that you wear as as uh, you enter into certain parks? Yeah, so I have a lanyard that I'll wear. My husband has a lanyard that he wears and those are what we call like our show-off pins. <laughs> so those are the ones that we put locking backs on so that they don't fall off when we're on the rides or walking around the parks. Those are the pins that we like to just show off while we're walking around the park. We get a lot of people that'll come up and just ask to see it, people who are like interested in pin trading. So that's what we'll do. But again, I've seen people with... Um, different vests on or just different ways of wearing their pins but we're not to that level yet <laughs> when you're uh, you, you brought up a good point with the locking is is that that i think i've seen those where they're like a metal clasp behind the pin and you kind of have to use a little tool to tighten it is that is it the locking uh... yeah it's like a little allen wrench it like comes with the pack i don't remember rather than using the little rubber uh yeah yeah. so that way you don't lose them good idea real good idea so my question uh you know we're talking about etiquette and what it's like to you know maybe trade with some people in line or how do you kind of you know wink wink and see if they have something um that you want um i know cast members you know trade pins so do they uh, this is kind of what i've always wondered do they have to trade with you i would think that maybe oh, they maybe they yeah. do because it's i don't know that's my guess um but also i'm going to throw another question in here too what if 
you have like a little pin and you got your eye on a big pin and it's a cast member. Like I can imagine the average person might be like, Oh, thanks for the offer, but I'll keep my big, huge, <laughs> huge, awesome pin. But, um, you know, do you just like totally win the jackpot if a cast member has a big, huge pin and you have a little one and you want to trade for it or what, you know, cast members, number one, do they trade all the time? And number two, what's the, the general etiquette with them? Yeah, good question. So I definitely feel like in the beginning, pin trading was like really intimidating, especially when you're, you know, new to it and don't exactly know the ropes. Um, I it took me a really long time to trade with like the average person, um, especially because we would just watch um, people trading amongst each other. And, you know, they get pretty serious about it, which, you know, I understand you're inve- you're kind of investing in a collection. So I understand them being, you know, really I don't know, like particular about what they're trading. So we definitely trade mostly with cast members. Um, The pins that they trade are not their pins. They're pins that are specifically allocated to be traded um, with guests. So that's nice. So they don't get like special pins though, right? They they just get like the basic pins and... So or or they do, it, do they normally have like, oh, look at that one. I want that one. Is it like... Like collectors? Yeah, so their lanyards are comprised of pins that people have traded with them. Okay, And then also there's cast member lanyard pins that you can only get by trading with a cast member. Ah. Usually on the back, it's indicated like a a cast member series. Um, There's a lot of hidden Mickey ones that they they have. Yeah, exciting. Um, So the rule with the cast members is that they have a teal lanyard, a maroon colored lanyard, and a black lanyard. From what I understand, the maroon and the black, anyone can trade. And then for, I had no idea about any of this. This literally ba- I, I am, baffles me. I had <laughs> no idea about No, no, no Wow, no, no. really? I Not had no idea. No idea. So different colored lanyards either you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Or they'll have a lanyard or they have kind of like this side pouch. So usually you'll see it because it's um, over the shoulder and then you'll see kind of like the lanyard strap that goes over the shoulder and it kind of hangs I've seen on those. their side. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. And there's teal ones too. It's like a blue green and those specific colors uh, only children can um, trade. So I think they just huh. like three to 12. Not 100% sure on that because usually when I see that color, it's swerve. I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had no idea. That's that's amazing to me. I'm going to start collecting there's pins a, and we're only halfway through the questioning. There's a out there. This is unbelievable. So what's the average price I can expect to pay for a pin? If I'm buying a pin, because I, I, I know that you can go into any of the park stores and you'll see pins everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. What's the average price that you're looking to, to pay for the average pin? And I'm assuming that they're all over the place in price, right? Yeah, it really just depends. So there's pins that are, uh, I would say, on the lower end, like five ninety nine, six ninety nine. There's ones that go up to like fifteen dollars, depending on if they're limited edition or annual pass holder exclusive. Um, and those are usually for the single. There's also ones that, uh, with your purchase, if you spend a certain amount of money, then you can get other hidden Mickey pins that kind of come in this black plastic bag. Those are about three. 350 each and then they also have pin sets that can get up to $40 some of the limited ones I've actually seen that are really large ones that even go up to $100 and then there's also Disney auction pins that um, aren't in the parks at all but those can get really pricey too. wow wow um, how do you know what a pin is worth I mean is there any way of telling like like any obviously if you're saying that you can buy, buy a pin for 350 
how do you know that it's going to be worth 350 or maybe $350 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So I haven't like looked too far into it since I'm not, uh, you know, that I'm pretty new at it still, but I know that there's a website called pin picks and what that'll do is that'll tell you if it's limited edition or open edition, open edition, meaning that they just push out as many units as they want. Obviously limited edition. Um, there's only a certain amount of units that they push out of that specific pin. Um, and so on pin picks, it will actually tell you how much that pin sold for and where the origin was. So whether it was a Disney auction pin or it came from Disney World or Disneyland. Um, so that's pretty cool. You can also log all of the pins that you own, all of the pins that you want. Um, and then that way people can see, oh, you own this pin. I want it. Do you want to trade? Is there something that we have that you want? So that's pretty cool too. You could trade outside of the park if you're really getting that itch. I just went to pinpicks.com. <laughs> so I'm looking at it as we speak. It's uh, P-I-N-P-I-C-S.com, pinpicks. That's I, fantastic. I sense for you a whole new world. This is, I'm kind of fascinated already. I'm, I'm really surprised. I, I've heard the term before, and I, I don't know if you know what this is, but have you heard of the term scrapper? What does scrapper mean? Yeah. I, I've heard that in pin trading. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. So I remember when we first started, um, we had no idea what it was. And then someone had like thrown the term out and we were like, wait, what? And I remember looking at the hotel room, just Googling scrapper for like 40 minutes and being devastated. Like, uh, what? Uh, this exists? <laughs> <laughs> so a scrapper is basically a fake pin or like an unauthorized pin from Disney. So when they're in the production line, sometimes there's mistakes within the pin. So maybe it's um, you know, the way that it came out of the mold. Um, sometimes there's like burrs on the end of them where the mold just, you know, got bad or whatever. Um, and then somehow people get their hands on them and then still push them out. Um, so they're essentially just pins that aren't authorized by Disney. And you'll find a lot of these actually when trading, unfortunately. I know a lot of the Disney um, cast members try to pull those out of the cycle so that they don't continue to get um, traded back in. But I would definitely say that you should inspect any pin that you're trading, whether it's with a normal person or a cast member, just to make sure that it's not a scrapper. Um, so the best way you could tell is if you run your finger along the edge, as long as there's no like metal spikes coming out, they're called burrs. That's usually a good indication. Um, there's posts on the back. If they're like next to the post where the pin is, there's usually two little smaller posts. If it's sharp, it's usually good. I am blown away right now. (laughs) I am totally blown away. (laughs) I didn't realize there was so much science to the pins. This is amazing. I know. This is absolutely amazing. So if it's dull, then it's usually an indication that it's a scrapper. And then there's also a scrapper test where if you drop it on a countertop, it kind of has like this fake metal sound to it. So I, I have just a quick follow-up on that, and it just kind of jarred my mind because I've seen, like, you go to these, um, especially in Disney World, they're all over the place. They're in Disneyland, too, but um, just outside of the gates of Disney World, you'll see all of these gift shops. Yeah. And they're not Disney-owned, obviously, and they all have pins. Do, oh. Are those, like, official yeah. Disney pins? Do they have, have to have, like, a stamp or Like, is anybody going to be on the selling back? them other know? than Disney yeah, how you know, would you know yeah. what they are? I mean, is it is it a stamp or something like that? That uh, you may not even know that answer, but um, I just wonder if it's maybe maybe the quality's not as good, or I don't know. 
I've definitely bought, I know like the Target by Disneyland sells some pins and I've definitely bought some of those, but I just keep them for my personal collection. They're not ones that I like to trade because I, you know, you don't necessarily know like the authenticity of them. Sure. Um, There have been some scrappers, honestly, that I've kept though, because I just really like them and yeah, you could wear them right at any time. If you like them, you like them. Sure. Yeah. They don't have to be worth anything. If they're worth something to you, that's all that really matters. I just, I just thought of that because I know I, that, you know, especially in Disney world, there's so many gifts shops every corner has a gift shop on it and they're all selling pens so i was just wondering about that yeah and so speaking of pens that you may have super liked <laughs> and kept or whatever or disliked. I, I have i my first thought is like have you ever regretted trading a certain pen <laughs> you know no! I'd, I'd be the kind of girl I that used I'd to like, have that I'd, one no. I'd think okay I can let this go and then I I would be up all night like oh I shouldn't I did I make the wrong decision it's just one more thing to be obsessed about but um so d- does that happen like do you regret giving them away or do you feel pretty solid before you make them available or what <laughs> yeah I usually feel pretty good before I get rid of a pin um yeah, I'm pretty decisive in that way. Like the ones that I have kept, um, there's even been ones that I've kept for a while and then later on decided, okay, I'm ready to trade them. But I've never come across one that I've traded that I'm like, oh, I'm upset that I got rid of that. So that hasn't quite happened. But I would just, you know, the thing that's cool about tr- pin trading is that, you know, you could always trade them. So like later on down the line, like there are collections that I've been trying to get, but you know, as the years go by, those pins get harder to complete the collection. So at some point I can always go back and trade those pins if I'm not able to complete the collection. So no matter how many years have gone by, you're, they're still relevant. They're still tradable, which is pretty cool. Let me ask you a question. eBay. You ever bought a pin on eBay? Never. Never. I just feel like you that's just where you all never know, huh? Oh, she's a darn she's scrappers. a purist. Isn't the uh, she even takes it into her own hands, taking they, them out of the it, cycle? It, <laughs> yeah, the the bad guys in uh, she's a, she's a light side. What was the what was the movie with uh, Kevin Costner? Waterworld. Weren't the bad guys called scrappers or there was something like that? Uh, I think they were scrappers. That's no, so funny. I think you're right. I think they were I think scrappers. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, so which one or or I guess maybe you probably have more, but which ones will you like never part with? Which like your your favorite pin that you have, your prized possession pin that it's like no way I'm getting rid of that thing. I'm not trading it. Uh, it's actually a set. So it was a limited edition set and it was Mater because Mater is one of my favorite characters. And um, it was like the movie posters. So it was like Mater as the pirate from pa- Pirates of the Caribbean. Mater as one of the ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So this uh, it's a set of four. It was limited edition. And I, you know, I haven't seen too many of them. And I used to wear them on my lanyard because they are a prized possession. But they're so big and heavy and clunky. And because they're so prized... I have put them in my binder, but before I used to have people ask me about them all the time. I just, um, those are probably my favorite. Yeah. I, I want to go back one step too, because I don't know if you answered this, but do cast members have to trade? Is, yeah. is it like if, if they're wearing it, you got to give it up. Yeah. So they And can they say, trade. no, it's like, no, that's not equal value. Or do they, they have to trade. It's like, Hey, I got this one and I want that one. And yeah. they have to say yes. Right. Yeah, they have that's to what say I thought. Yes. I thought I had heard that. No yeah. matter what pin you're trying to trade for, they, they will trade you. It doesn't matter. Um, they unfortunately do still trade scrappers too, which is why I don't like to give them that. Cause I don't mm. want, you know, I sure. think about the kids trading after me. I don't want them. You to have scrapper that. etiquette. I can see. <laughs> um, but yeah, they'll trade 
trade with you. The only thing is you can only trade two pins per cast member. So if you're with like oh, a bunch okay. of people, that's really helpful. So like usually I go with my husband so we could trade four pins to a cast member at a time. And you can go back to that cast member too later on, which the the pins that they're wearing definitely change within the hour or, you know, throughout the day. So that's pretty exciting. That is pretty neat. So um, I think you answered this already too. So they do have special pins just depending on the type of colors of lanyards they're coming out with. Those are the people to look for, just to be clear on that. So they all will have the cast member um, pins. Now, I don't know how it works, like how they allot. Like, I don't know if it's like, oh, you get three cast member exclusive pins per hour. I don't know how they allocate it. Um, but I know that there are specific pins that you can only get from the cast members. And the only indication for the lanyards as far as what's on their pins is that um, the kids are the only ones that could trade on the teal lanyards. But it doesn't indicate like what pins they specifically have, if that makes sense. So how many, how many pins would you say you have? Like now, now that you've been collecting and how long have you been collecting? How many years exactly? You know, if you could round it up, round it down to a solid number. And then like how many, how many's in your, your pot, your stash, <laughs> your stash, your, in the safe, your, the your vault, treasure chest. How many do you, away in you the know, vault. have you, have you counted them? So I hadn't counted them until today. We definitely uh, have She did her homework. Fantastic. (laughs) We've been guilty of going to the parks. Like I said, we were annual pass holders last year. But before that, we had gone once a year. So when we were annual pass holders, we definitely did like a heavy load of pin trading. And it got so bad to the point where we would get pins from whatever trip, put them in this giant bag and never organize them. So literally, we did not know how many we had. And and scary enough, we have uh, four to five. 500 pins oh my yeah oh my that's amazing you could like design your uh your wardrobe around your pins just just a few pins. just a few if you put all those on that's that i'm telling you they're heavy if if Mm -hmm. like i was telling you the guy i was watching uh wearing the vest and it was a long vest too like it was down to his like in between his uh like Like his by length yeah and uh, i was like my goodness that's got to be heavy all right so stephanie Dad's in. He's all in. I'm in. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy some pins when I go to Florida. He's getting ready to start the whole pin trading thing. So, um, and in case I want to do it too, what do you think is the best advice you can give uh, to someone, I, I hope it's not too late to start doing this. You know, I think you What's addressed. What's the first pin I should look would, for? Yeah, yeah. You address that there's, no, you know, even getting started now is probably going to be fine. But um, what's some advice you have? Or yeah, like dad's question. What's the what's the first pen you, you go out and get? So I definitely don't think that it's too late to start. Like for anybody. Oh, good. Yeah. Don't worry. I don't think it's going anywhere on like Disney dollars. Uh, no, I don't think it's going Dad. anywhere. No way. <laughs> um. So what I would do is they have pin trading like starter packs. They definitely feel like they're geared more towards the kids, but you don't get the most bang for your buck with those. So I would say I would only get those if you actually like all of the pins that are in it. But then at the same time, if you like all the pins, you're less likely to trade them. So it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, what I would suggest is starting out with by getting a lanyard, whether that's from 
you know, wherever you like to buy your favorite Disney lanyards. For me, I really like to go to Hot Topic. Um, also, the Disney parks have pretty cool lanyards. They have some that are thicker, so you can fit more pins or like the heavier pins. Some on of them are really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. They're revert. Some of them are. We've seen some of your collection that you brought in, and there's like gigantic pins. Yes. I can't believe how big they are. Yeah. So I would say start out with a lanyard and then I would go and find the best value pack. So a lot of those are like around $29.99 and usually that comes with seven pins. If you can find a better deal, that's definitely better. But I would try to find the cheapest way to get the pins and then also try to find those stores that have the Then deals. look for a kid <laughs> and see what I can... No, no I'm kidding. He's an opportunist. <laughs> Those poor children. Hide your kids. (laughs) (laughs) I will take all of your good pins. No. Um, I actually have bought pins here and there, uh, but I've just never really said that I've collected them. We've just seen certain ones that we've liked. Oh, that's kind of neat. We'll just buy it. Mm Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they are, but they're somewhere in this house, somewhere uh, somewhere around. But uh, yeah, we'll find them. Incidentally, I looked up on Wikipedia. They are saying 1999 was the first year. So I was right in the ballpark wow. there yeah. for uh, pin trading. That's when it all started with Disney. Yeah. 1999. And look where they are now. How many pins do you think they've sold? My mm, goodness. That would be it. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish up with uh, your questions with, with Steph there. And I'm going to see if I can find anything else here that's... Uh, that's blaring out here on Wikipedia. Um, so we asked you your favorite. Oh, okay. So go to, I, oh yeah. Have you gathered enough um, experience to know which pens like, okay. My question is like the, when things are really hot, like hot items, do they kind of come and go kind of quickly or are the ones that are hot, like always going to stay hot. And then they're like, you know, there's a list somewhere of like top 10 you must have, or is it really based on money? So are they fading in and out? Or are they constant? And how does that reflect the value or cost of each pin? And before you answer that question, I'm just looking up on Wiki, Wiki here. It says um, there's over 100,000 Disney pins that have been made. Over 100,000. You will never collect all of them. And that doesn't even sound like all the scrappers too. Oh, those darn scrappers. Let's see. What does it say about the scrappers? They were all featured in the movie Waterworld. Oh, okay. (laughs) So to answer your question, I feel like it just really depends on like the person. So I didn't get into pin trading as like, oh, this is like an investment for my money and I want to make a bunch of money from it. I got into it because I just really liked collecting. And as weird as it sounds, like you just kind of get this Disney high when you get this pin that you really, (laughs) really, really wanted. It's very like euphoric. Um, so I think it depends on like what you're going for. So I started out by collecting, uh, some of my favorite characters. And then from that, that grew into trying to get all of the collections and, you know, just when you see a pin you like, get it. Um, I would definitely say that if you're trying to be like budget conscious, the open edition pins are kind of always there. Like I remember there have been pins that I've been wanting for at least mm, like three years, if not longer, that they've still had. So open edition pins for the most part aren't really going anywhere. And those ones are pretty easy if you're trying to um, trade as well. The ones that I would say to go for are like the cast member exclusive ones um, where they trade from their lanyard and also like the um, limited edition ones. A lot of the times they'll come out with different ones for different celebrations like Disney 60th. They came out with a ton of pins for that. They'll come out with ones for the specific holidays. Um, 
And then there's also pins that you can get from doing the tour. So for example, walking in Walt's footsteps, uh, that specific tour, you get a pin that you can only get from doing that tour. And it's a pretty hefty pin. I would probably say if they were going to sell it, it'd probably be around like a $25 pin. It's pretty hefty. Um, so that's, again, a pin that you can only get from doing the tour with uh, walking with Walt. I have one final question. One. Where do fin- I sign up? No, <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I can only imagine that it, it, with your enthusiasm and how you're into it, I can only imagine that it seems like you probably are just kind of like everybody that's walking past you in the parks. You're kind of eyeballing. It's like, look at what they've got on their neck. Look at, are, are you kind of like, like, do you get those kind of strange looks from people as as you're kind of making eye contact if you're both wearing pins? Is it kind of just like a, or is it kind of just an accepted cool thing to do? Uh, honestly, when I'm pin trading, I have tunnel vision. I'm not paying attention <laughs> to anything that's going on. I have plowed over strollers. I've gotten out of line. My husband's had full on conversations with me not there. I'm just tunnel vision. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I mean, that's how I was with Disney dollars. I, and, it, you know, obviously you can't, hey, flash them around. Look what I got. But uh, I totally get it. I mean, I was really into the the collecting. And so I, I totally get that feeling. That's kind of clever. Kind of clever. Final thought too. Yeah. So the best thing about pin trading is that it's everywhere. So even like my husband and I went to Aulani last year, you can pin trade at Aulani. So one of the cool secrets that we learned last time we were there is that few people know that in the spa on the resort in Aulani, they have a huge pin book. And because a lot of people don't know about it, a lot of those good pins stay. So we got a lot of really cool stuff just from Mm. trading there. Um, And then in terms of like the parks, the cast members aren't the only ones that have um, like the lanyards inside of the stores. There's also pin boards, pin books. They're they're everywhere. everywhere. They are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Cruises. They've got it all. They're on the cruise ships. I've got a couple of cruise. uh, I got some really nice ones. I'll have to show you to show them to you when we uh, finish up here. But uh, well, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming in. Been a pleasure. It's been a blast. Well, I'm so excited now to start pin collecting. I'm going to do it. Thanks for having me. I'm Uh, excited to see your collection collection grow i've got a few already so i'll have to see if i can find He'll be them calling and, you up in like yeah, five or six days ooh, so ooh, i was ooh. thinking you might want Guess to trade something uh yeah you want to come over with your book and i got this we'll little just, tiny uh, one here it's supposed to be a collector and uh maybe. Ooh, look that, at big, that one? big one you yeah, got give me that big one let's, let's trade can't say no oh wait that's cast members <laughs> anyway thanks for coming in we greatly appreciate it thank you stephanie we have a new segment on the show cue the music Our new segment that we are featuring on the show is called This Week in Disney History. This Week in Disney History. Well, that should be our jingle right there. Can you this, do that one more time? This yeah, week. Let me get, like, gotta okay, get a yeah. clean edit. Da, Ready? Da, da, da. Just a, this week, it, I was tr- <laughs> I was trying to give you a real one. You got to stop talking so oh, okay. I can go. It's a clean one. Ready? Right, one, go. two, three. This week in Disney history. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> now that it, now that he's heard it once or twice, he's totally over yeah, the idea. Yeah, totally over it. So uh, right, what yeah, we'll do so, is we'll take anyways. a look back at the week that we have had here and uh, look back in history and, and just kind of give you some fun facts about Disney. Okay. From the past week of Disney history, looking into the archives. Okay. How about that? Okay. So if we look back I'm on ready. yesterday's date, 2011, at approximately 6.30 a.m. in the morning, I Disney... 
Stolen newest cruise ship. No, the newest cruise ship, the Dream, <laughs> arrived at Port Canaveral, Florida for the first time. Uh, four years in the making, by the way, that ship was. 130,000 ton ship can carry 4,000 passengers for the time of their life. It's so much fun on the cruise ship. It is ships. so much fun. Uh, but Port Canaveral made $32 million in improvements to facilitate the new Disney dream coming to town. How about that? Well, that's a good day. Today's date, 2005, The Incredibles is nominated for Best Movie of the Year by the Producers Guild of America. Of course it was. And you know what was so special about that? What? They normally don't uh, nominate animated films. Well, and that was nominated in 2005. Tomorrow's date back in 1955. Guess who was born? <gasps> Actor and writer and funny man Rowan Atkinson. Oh, do you know who he means to Disney? What voice is he? Can you think? Rowan real quick? Atkinson. You know is, who he is. He's Mr. Is... Bean. Yeah. Mr. Bean was Mr. Bean. Zazu. Zazu oh, from The Lion King. I'm just him. singing that song earlier. And tomorrow's date as well, back in 2008, the last day of, ex- of existence for Disney's MGM Studios in Florida. Oop. They changed the name to the next day to Disney's, Disney's Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. So there you go. New segment for you this week in Disney history, looking back at the calendar for Disney Kind of fun. I, I kind of like that. This kinda, week kinda is stuff. Disney history. Is yeah, I don't like that. Though? No, no. Yeah, no, no, no. That's got to yeah, go. I thought I'd try it one more time. How about a hidden uh, Mickey? Got some I force? got one. So today's hidden Mickey, fortunately, is a little rusty. That's right. I said fortunately. Rusty, rusty, Why rusty. Why did I say that? Because it's the Radiator Springs. Uh, how do you say this? Curios? Curios. Why don't that? What sure. does that word mean? Mm, it's those things they sell. They're long sticks, and they're kind of sprinkled with cinnamon and sugar. And... That's a churro. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm a little off. Yeah, yeah. So there is a uh, in the Radiator Springs area, DCA, Disney's California Adventure. You're gonna find uh, this little shop. It's got a lot of uh, signs out. You know, Route 66 and gas station. Got a couple of pumps right in front of it. It's the Curios. Uh, and it's uh, a basically a storefront, right? So um, what you're going to do is you're going to look outside the storefront of this store in Radiator Springs, uh, and you're going to find all the way to the left-hand side, down real low um, on the... Is that the, below the window there? What is that? Uh, yeah, it is kind of below okay. the window. It, well, it's kind of the bottom... I see you have a circle, but left. I, I... I have a circle, yeah. Um, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to go over to... Because this thing is covered with signs. It's like got all these old beat-up kind of like motor oil and what it was, service one-way... Uh, automotive, gas station, all sorts of stuff there. And then the big, um, uh, what is a sign that says the name of the store? It looks like it's kind of like on a wooden facade kind of sign stand up thing. All right. So anyways, all the way down front of the store, uh, outside of the storefront, all the way to the left-hand corner of the lower part of the front of the store itself, you are going to find a sign. It's kind of like a bubbly sign. It's not a flat sign. Um, that it literally is kind of like rusted. And get this. On the top, uh, what would you call this? Top rim of the oh pump Oh my goodness, that's a predominant sign. Mickey. There it is. It looks like it's it's rusted over, like it's old and beat up. Wow. But I swear they don't miss a tick. They don't miss a beat, anything. There is literally a symmetrical Mickey head rusted into the top of this pump sign. That's got to be a hard one to find. 
Unless you were looking for and that. Le- oh, if you knew it, if you knew where that's, this is, that's like at knee height, isn't and, it? That's pretty that's, low. And that's what I'm here for. So um, you're gonna be. That's so you're gonna magical. be blown away at how like. <laughs> it kind of looks like somebody stuck like gum how there in the shape this, of Mickey, but no, not really. How natural this looks, but this is a very unnatural occurrence. Like, there's no way it would be a, a perfect symmetrical Mickey head by accident. But you know what? Again, that's that's definitely a hidden Mickey. That is put there. Yeah, I, I you guys, this is. I mean, it's it's legit symmetrical here, um, and Amazing. it's and there's no way it would be there if not on purpose. But I mean, but it doesn't look like it looks. It looks magical, guys. It's magical. It's magical. It's totally magical. So anyways, enjoy that at Radiator Springs. Um, yeah, quick question. I got a quick answer. No. M- Mickey. <laughs> oh. His quick answer is no. Yes. <laughs> How about it again? Actually, no. no. Tec- no, technically it's quicker because it's only two words. No, okay, you're both, no. both one syllable. It doesn't right, matter. Right, right. Okay, quick question. Do I get question. a multiple choice at least uh, yep, this time? Okay, yep. good. Mickey is more of a fashionista than Minnie. He has over 290 different outfits in his closet. Oh, boy. How many oh boy. does Minnie have? Multiple choice. The, okay, so what this is talking about wow, are you kidding is me? depicted in art, film, sure, there's, media. I'm surprised there's only 200 for Mickey. Okay. Maybe maybe they've they've kept him respectable and only in certain things on purpose that they've had a lot of purpose with costumes okay all right anyway go ahead finish with your finish with your question okay so that's the ridiculous question you asked me (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah you get the idea it's like what what is he wearing what are his clothes so um, i think i'm a pretty good disney aficionado and she throws these things at me and i'm like "Ah, i know these are fun all right i'm gonna gonna let our our, our guest actually weigh in on this one too so um mickey has over 290 290. Minnie has either 50. No. 100. 150. Or 200. All night, all, all of them are not quite as much as Mickey, either by, by a lot or by a little, mm-hmm. because we know that Mickey has more. But how many does Minnie have? 50, 100, 150, or 200, and again, Mickey is over 290. Well, she's got the little polka dot dress thing. That's one. She's got the little raincoat with the umbrella. That's two. I've seen her in like a purple dress. That's three. I've seen her in like a Dia de los Muertos thing. The witch thing thing is four. Dia de los Muertos, that's five. All right, final answer. Okay, we'll take forever. Wait, wait, Uh, wait, 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 wait. uh, let's have Stephanie. Oh, yeah, Stephanie, help me out on this one. You answer and I'll answer. I, I got an answer. I got an answer. What do you say? I feel like it's like 150. I'm going high. I'm going 200. Final answer, 200. 200 is correct. Yeah, that's how you win this game. That's how you Why win. Why does he always do that? Well, she would never pick C. She doesn't like doing C because of she thinks that I have some psychological thing going on her. And you she... pick C like a lot for a while C? there. C, that's what C, C. That's why she doesn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're about to uh, wrap up today's show. But oh, oh no, 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 no. Not before we celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's we do definitely... some. Un- hey, we definitely very have. Merry on birthday to you. Hey, very Merry on birthday to you, Stephanie. Very very merry and birthday, very merry to, and birthday you. to you too. She's um, got a birthday or an unbirthday the same day as we do. Oh my god! It's amazing. Gosh. We find ourselves all here. 
Laughing Place Studio. You know who else has an unbirthday? No, who? We want to wish a very merry unbirthday to Alexandria Gutierrez, Sherry Norrington, Anne Marie Mitchinson, Nicole Carpino, Rachel Hopkins, and how about these guys? The Disney Store, number 317 from Sun Valley Mall. Their ambassadors, Amber, Brandy, Becca, Diane, Kaylee, and Mary. Hey, it's not any of your birthdays. It's all, <laughs> it's your, all of your unbirthdays. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? We have Disney ambassadors following our show? Yeah, basically. Mind blown. Mind blown. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're we, we Disney store number 317 from okay, Sun Valley 317. Mall. Oh, that's fantastic. The ambassadors. They got a hold of us and wanted to do a very merry unbirthday. I guess so. they talked about it at like an ambassador cast member meeting. Wow. And then we got the request. So, hey. I feel special hey, all of a sudden. Hey, uh, happy to oblige because, because it's Man. your unbirthday. It's not your birthday, but it's your unbirthday. And so there you go. Speaking of you cast members, do you have any uh, special pins that you'd like to donate yeah, to you... Disney with Daddy and Daughter? <laughs> to start our pin collection. I think that would it's be fantastic of you cause. to do since we mentioned you on the show. You know, a little pat for pat. What do you think? It is your unbirthday. It's your unbirthday and maybe it's a good thing. Hey, maybe unbirthdays you should give gifts away because did you hear me there? Spit on, <laughs> give, I, I spit on my mic. Away. Gives the gifts. Gives the gifts. I should uh, do Yosemite uh, Sam uh, right uh, now uh, but uh, I, that's, that's uh, the wrong uh, Pin trading, company. the gifts that keep on giving, I think. You know, um, so... Yeah. Stephanie, our experts, shaking her head. Yes. You know what I would giving. be afraid of? I think, right. Getting poked? No, I would be afraid. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that too. But no, I'd be afraid of, uh, you know, if I'm going out and buying pins, I'm not going to want to trade them. I'm going to be like, no, I don't want no. And, and then I people could, would come up to me and like, well, what's the point, dude? Why don't you trade your pins? You'd be like, no, I like that much. Not because that I know this, I, this means something. I, I think I would have a hard time trading them, to tell you the truth. You'd have like 20 pins and someone would be like, hey, I want to trade. You know, that is interesting. How about that one? No. No. How about that one? No. No, not that one. So what do you want to use? Just this one. No. <laughs> You'll have like one trading pin. <laughs> and then I could also see you like get off an attraction and go, oh, where's my pin? Where's my oh, pins? Oh, okay. See, I, um, I I got to be honest too. I'm kind of a light walker when it comes to showing off the Disney gear and all that. I like the very small logo Disney you're, things. You're kind of a cl- uh, little classy, yeah, classic. That's why I like the cruise line understated. stuff. I like the cruise line's logo. It's, it's very yeah. small and kind of inconspicuous if you're not looking for it you wouldn't even know it you wouldn't even know it so let's wrap up the show let's get out of here let's get out of (laughs) here it's time hey we want to thank you for tuning in to Disney with Daddy and Daughter be sure to find us on our Facebook page just type in our show name send us your pics your stories your questions and let us know when your unbirthday is so we can celebrate celebrate. you can also email us at disneywithdaddyanddaughter at gmail.com remember it's a great big beautiful tomorrow so we'll see you next time Until then, from the happiest podcast on earth and from our family to yours. Make every day magical. I love you, Dad. Love you too, Tana. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream